If you've taken the Strengths Finder instrument before, you end up with a list of your top five strengths. Okay, so what do you do with it? In this episode, we'll walk you through an actual debriefing of the instrument so you can get more out of your assessment results too. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode number 90. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly show to help people be better leaders through improved communications, human relations, and personal productivity. Man, it's hard for me to believe that we're at episode 90. 100 episodes coming up here soon. Hey, I'm so glad that you have joined me again this week because this is the follow-up to last week's episode number 89. And if you listened last week already, you'll remember that I welcome Steve Dozier, a StrengthsFinder expert from Blue Star Intel, to come in and to have some conversation with us about what StrengthsFinder is, why we should care about it, uh, what's the history behind the instrument, the theory, the process, everything. And then we promise this week what we do is rather than talk more about kind of the, the theory behind strengths finders, actually get into the meat of it with some real results. And it doesn't get any more real than me opening up my strengths finder and sharing it with you and Bonnie opening up hers. And so what we did is uh, we have also recorded a, a full debrief with Steve and Bonnie and myself of walking through our results. And so we've, um, at, at least I've played placed my results online. I'll give you the link for that at the end of the show here. Um, I hope that this is helpful to you to get a feel for the types of conversation and the types of thinking you can do as you're walking through uh, an assessment results like StrengthsFinder, or, you know, really you could apply this to a lot of different assessments. So the important thing is whenever you take assessments is to be able to uh, get some value from the data and to process it. And so we're going to spend a bunch of time doing that on this episode. I hope it's going to be valuable to you. So let me jump right in and, uh, and roll the debrief with Bonnie, myself, and Steve. Here we go. I am pleased to welcome back to the show from last week, Steve Dozier, and I'm also joined here by Bonnie. And you, uh, if you listened already to episode number 89, you'll remember that Steve is a former Gallup consultant and has uh, been working with StrengthsFinder for many, many years and has been promoting and implementing Gallup science to Fortune 500 organizations. He now runs his own firm called Blue Star Intel. He's been doing this for a long time, about 20 years. So he brings a lot of wisdom about StrengthsFinder to us. And I'm thrilled this week because Bonnie's here with us as well. And what we talked about doing on last week's episode number 89 was to spend some time this week to actually walk through our results. And so Steve's back here with us, and we're going to talk about uh, Bonnie's results and my results. And uh, glad to have you back, Steve. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. Good to see you, Bonnie. Nice to see you too. All right. So let's jump right in and uh, take a look at this. By the way, I should mention, if you haven't listened to episode number 89 yet, you may want to go back and listen to that. Go to coachingforleaders.com slash 89. That will give you the overview, the history, everything you kind of need to know about StrengthsFinder up front. And, uh, but now we're going to jump in and talk about our results. Okay, Steve, how should we start this? Well, first off, I, I always ask 
anybody that's taken StrengthsFinder, if they had any general impressions of the assessment themselves, either the duration it took to take it or any, any clarification around the language or anything at all, any reactions? Well, I remember it taking less time than I thought it was going to take. I think it said 30 to 45 minutes online. And I don't think it took me quite that long. I think maybe it was more 20 to 25 minutes, but it seemed pretty straightforward as far as the assessment. I, I, we actually bought the book. Here, here's how geeky we are. For Christmas, <laughs> Bonnie and I got each other the StrengthsFinder 2.0 book in our stockings. That's how geeky we are. Good. As in didn't know that the other one was buying it for no, the other no. one. Oh, how nice. What a, what a yeah. coincidence. And right. we also both bought each other, not knowing the other person bought it, a scale that connects with our... It actually connects with our exercise Wi-Fi. pedometer and it goes over the Wi-Fi and tracks your weight that way. Both bought it, not knowing the other one bought it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, my guess would be maybe you have some strengths in common. Then. Yes, yes, yeah. Do. I don't know if there's a, one of the 34 strengths is geekiness, but if it was, we would score extremely high on that. Mm-hmm. Both of us. Fantastic. Yeah. So any initial impressions other than that, maybe Bonnie from your side? No, not necessarily. I, I agree with Dave. It didn't take that long. And I also didn't find myself really agonizing over the this or that kind of question. So good. Mm-hmm. My, my advice is always go with your gut. Your first level reaction is usually right. People that agonize over it, I think overthink the test. And I find on average, it takes somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes. So 20, 25 minutes is good. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to start out with then is ask you each, if you will tell me what your top five strengths are, then I would, I would, for the benefit of our audience, read what the definitions of these strengths are. Um, why don't we just go through your lists first and then I'll review them. Okay, so my top five are strategic, relator, achiever, connectedness, and futuristic. Okay, so for the benefit of our audience, I'd like to let you know that strategic people who have strategic are especially talented with uh, creating alternative ways to proceed. When they're faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. That's strategic. Relator is someone who enjoys close relationships with others. They find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal. Achiever is one of those uh, themes where somebody works, works hard to accomplish much. So anybody talented in achiever will possess a great deal of stamina and take immense satisfaction in being busy and productive. Connectedness, which is Bonnie's fourth talent or, or strength, People exceptionally talented and connectedness have faith in links among all things. They believe there are a few coincidences and that almost everything has a, um, every event has meaning. And finally, futuristic people with futuristic are, uh, uh, pardon me, are, um, inspired by the future and what could be, they energize others with their visions of the future. So those are Bonnie's top five. David, how about you? All right. And those sound like Bonnie, by the way, many of them. Uh, so my, we actually have two that are the same. So we both have futuristic and we both have relator. And then my other three are intellection, learner, and responsibility. Great. So the two, two in common would be your, both of you have the same number two and her number five is actually your number one. So I could see where you, you both connect And David also shared with me that there's this connection with technology and their use of technology and leveraging of technology, which may have something to do obviously with that futuristic as well. So to clarify David's three strengths that we haven't talked about, we've already talked about futuristic and relator. 
let's clarify intellection. Intellection um, theme, people with the intellection theme are characterized by intellectual activity. They're in, introspective and appreciate intellectual discussion. So that's intellection. So this is like why I like to read so much, read books and talk to people about random things, which sometimes are not of any practical value. Well, and sometimes because you have an election, maybe that, that conversation might actually even be happening in your own head. Which oh, is for fine. sure. <laughs> for sure. It happens all the day long in my own head. Nice. And then learner, we'll pull up learner, which is um, people who, who do have uh, the learner theme, uh, have great desire to learn and want to continuously improve. The process of learning rather than the outcome excites them. Mm. So that's learner. Cool. And ultimately responsibility. This is the one that probably saves you from all these wonderful thinking themes. People, especially talented in responsibility theme, take psychological ownership of what they will do. They are committed to stable values such as honesty and loyalty, which is a very respectable, obviously respectable uh, talent to have. So that's responsibility. Okay, great. All right. Now I'll ask both of you and Bonnie, starting with you, are th- what areas of these strengths do you strongly agree with? What resonated with you strongly? Well, it's amazing looking at the report that is provided after you take it. it a lot of it resonates. I mean, it's in fact, at the end, I was sharing with you that they have some paragraphs that are written or, or perhaps spoken by people who are of that same strength. And I kept thinking, these are my people. <laughs> this is me completely. So a, a lot of the themes related, the the working hard and, and wanting to be busy and be productive. In fact, I've thought about doing some writing on my own for other people who are faculty members like I am professors and helping them with this strength. And so that's something that I have a passion for communicating about. The strategic piece, I love that that first phrase about finding alternate alternate ways. So if I can't get there this way, can we go under it? How about a, over it? How about around it? That and, kind of and thing. You can totally do that too in an instant, which I admire about you. I always have admired that skill you have. Definitely the sense of meaning around connectedness and just how, in fact, Dave and I read a book when we were in our graduate program called The Fifth Discipline. And one of the things it's teaches is about systems thinking and that really we're all connected and something that we do here can affect someone halfway around the world. And that book really resonated with me. And that idea that we really are all interconnected is is something that resonates with me a lot. And certainly the relator you talked about with Dave, those close relationships. And I didn't actually pick up on this until this time when you were reading it, but that idea about achieving a goal together is something I really, really enjoy. That's very motivational to me. And then futuristic is both a great thing in my life and then also can be a little bit of a curse because I am always living in the future. Mm -hmm. So we, as we've shared before on the show, Dave and I have a little boy who's about a year and a half. And so when you've got a little toddler like that, if you don't play very well in the moment, it's going to be a little bit of a source of frustration because that's, I think, one of the things I really always was looking forward to about being a parent was getting that time. But I'm always thinking about what's next, what's next, where are we going next? As opposed to there's this little boy who's right in front of you and you don't need to go anywhere right now. You seem to sit here, sit tight and be in the moment and being in the moment is something that's definitely not a strength of mine. Mm, I struggle with that too. Yeah. Like I could see Bonnie from your perspective, just seeing the mix of your strengths with your strategic and your achiever combined with your futuristic where perhaps you are not, um, as focused on the moment as you could be because you're looking to accomplish things and you're looking for what's next. That's perfect language for anybody that has that combination of talents. However, it's great that you recognize that. So you bring yourself back to the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
David, how about you? What strongly resonated with you when you read your t- your theme descriptions? Well, we both have futuristic, and I absolutely resonate with everything Bonnie's just said about kind of that. I really have to coach myself to stay in the moment sometimes because I'm always thinking about the next thing, the next, what could be created, what does the future look like? And I'm so energized by that. And I'm going to read one of the sentences from the StrengthsFinder 2.0 book that really resonated with me. It says, when the present proves too frustrating and the people around you too pragmatic, you conjure up visions of the future and they energize you. And it totally does. I mean, I'm always thinking about what what could be better, what could be different, how could this be re-engineered? So, um, so that that definitely resonates with me. And then the the other one that I really I like all of them and they all resonate with me. Uh, Relator really resonates with me because it says you're comfortable with intimacy, and that to me is really um when i first saw relator i was like well maybe that one's not right but when i read it the definition it really connects because relator to me sounds much more like a person that really likes having strong intimate deep relationships with maybe a fewer number of people versus having more surfacey relationships with a large number of people and i am i am definitely a have a have a deeper relationships with a smaller number of people kind of person so that and I like that. I like that about me a lot. Um, and then, yeah, responsibility for sure. As far as, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, it, it gets done. Not always as fast as I want it to get done, but it'll always get done. Right, right. What, what, and your responsibility is actually forcing you to pull that statement, that caveat out. Not always as fast, but there you go. <laughs> right, so it's a, exactly. a cycle. Are there any areas that didn't necessarily sound like you or that you had some conflict with in any of your strengths? I just shared a little bit about there's a statement in mine about everything happens for a reason and we won't be going into that (laughs) eternal question too much on the show, but that was something that I had to keep myself reading because the rest of it completely resonates with me. But that's one of those sort of eternal questions. Does everything really happen for a reason? So that was the only thing, but everything else, every word of every other description really fits well. Yeah. I didn't have any disconnects. How about you, David? Yeah, I really didn't have any disconnects at all. I mean, when I read this, it really sounded very much like me. And I went through the book and actually highlighted because I one of the things I always ask clients to do when we're going through assessments is to take the assessment or the paperwork and highlight the things that sound like you. And I did a whole bunch of highlighting because a lot of this really sounds like me um, in many areas. So yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good snapshot. Great. Well, the reason I asked that question and for the benefit of our audience is to let them know that the strengths are actually a collection of talent themes. For instance, communication is a strength, but there are themes associated with communication that might mean there's verbal communication as in I'm talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. There's written communication. There's nonverbal and nonwritten communication. So there's other ways to, to or there are a collection of themes that come under this. So because of that collection of themes, we don't necessarily expect every single sentence in that in that strength to describe somebody. It's definitely not a catch-all or a labeling mechanism for people, but it's good that that you seem to resonate well with your top five. Any closing comments from an individual perspective before we get into the partnership perspective? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, great. So here's a question I'll throw out and let you think about for a moment. What strengths do you feel you both connect upon and why? I know we talked a little bit about futuristic, but let's see what else you either connect upon that you have in common or maybe not have in common. Well, yeah, futuristic for sure. I mean, we both very much are kind of that 
what's the future going to look like? And also, I, I don't know, does planning fall in here, Steve, too, as far as like thinking about planning things out, what the future is going to be? Yes, definitely. When somebody's planning, you're you're invoking futuristic because yeah. you're looking out and Bonnie maybe even invoking her strategic and futuristic. Yeah. So I would say for sure we both do a lot of that. And I think that for the most part, that's really a strength in our relationship. Um, I think the thing that maybe we fall short on sometimes is because both of us have such a strong strength in that it's not often that we do things spontaneously, you know, just as a family or as a couple. I mean, if some, if we go on a, like a trip or something like that, I mean, it is planned months in advance. There's schedules. I mean, Luke's got his own calendar online. Bonnie's got hers. I got hers. We got them all overlapped. I mean, that's just, that's the one thing that we probably don't do as much of that. I think we both could, could do a little more and be a little more flexible in that way. Although having a toddler helps. (laughs) break some of those tendencies. Luke has introduced himself to the world and decided I will help cure you of some of this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and inevitably he won't be futuristic, you know, just like, you know, Murphy's law. So it's, it's actually really good. I mean, being a parent is something that absolutely gets you better at being flexible. You have to. Yeah. Yes. As a father of twin seven-year-old girls, I relate. So yeah, I know. How much do you think that you could tell about their their strengths when they were very young? When do you think that you started to see clues? And yes, I actually, with my own children, I saw clues at about 18 months to two years. Mm -hmm. I saw where one would read, spend more time reading and one would spend more time uh, physically moving around and trying to rearrange furniture and bouncing on the furniture, et cetera. So I could see it early on and then I see how that does develop. So um, there's a whole segment, a whole science about the, the neuroplasticity and the development of of uh, people and their talents. Mm, around interesting. Mm, cool. Cool. Yeah. So I think that that's something that we, we definitely both connect on. And then there's just some things that I, you know, I mean, there's so many things I like about Bonnie. Um, one of them, I do really like her ability to think strategically and to make very good, quick decisions on things um, to the extent that, and we used to do this a lot more. Actually, I think we've both kind of gotten, I've gotten a little better of this over the years, but anytime like we were going to purchase something or buy something, we still do this a lot. Now, um, Bonnie usually will go and do the initial legwork on it and like do some reading and read reviews and things like that. And then, you know, then she'll talk to me about it because she does such a great job of figuring out really the best option very quickly. I mean, she just has a knack for doing that. Whereas I would spend weeks you know, not weeks, but I would spend more time researching something. It's just not as good a use of my time because I don't do it as efficiently as she does. So that's something I've always really um, appreciated about her is that ability to do that really quickly. Great. Great. And Bonnie, anything else from your side that you see you connect on in these strengths? Oh, I definitely connect with Dave's intellection and his learner piece. We typically listen to podcasts throughout the week independently when we're not together. And that's always fun to kind of revisit and talk about what we're reading and what we're listening to. And then on Sundays, actually, when we drive to church, we have sort of a common, there's a game show podcast we like to listen to that reviews that week's news. And we'll actually play along with the game because there's one you have to predict whether which one of them isn't, which two of them is not true, are not true, and then which one is true. We That's just really fun for us to try to figure out which one is true and, and see if we can get that one right. Which is, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me, for those of you who are NPR fans, we love that show. Yes, and then we also enjoy, there's a political uh, podcast that we enjoy listening to and uh, together oftentimes, and we'll talk about that. So it's just fun to both enjoy learning so much. We actually met getting our master's degrees 
and then went on together to get our doctorates uh, a few years after that. And so that's fun to connect on that, that level as well. Well, what's interesting about this game concept is perhaps, and we don't, uh, just for the benefit of our audience, again, we have strengths one through five for David and for Bonnie, but I sense there may be a competitive strength somewhere in the six through 10. Mm. It'd be interesting to find out. <laughs> so gr- great. Well, we talked a little bit about, uh, David had mentioned how Bonnie's good at doing the legwork on a purchase and the research and then coming up with some alternatives and, or excuse me, some choices and quick decisions. What strengths do you both feel that you, um, what do you find complementary about each other's strengths areas where one of you picks up, um, the certain tasks or responsibilities where the, where you you let the other one do it because they're better suited for it. And you do other things that you're better suited for. Well, I think one I would say is probably responsibility, um, just on things like things that are more like menial, like data task. And I, I think particularly about like tracking our finances, I tend to just have more of a mind for that of getting into the nitty gritty and the details and reconciling bank accounts and things like that. So, um, so I've always taken that role in our relationship of just not making decisions on money, but actually tracking stuff and where money's going and, um, you know, running the monthly reports and all that stuff. And I think Bonnie would tell you probably that that's not something that's as much of a strength area for her as the details on those types of things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's, it's something I do appreciate a lot. In fact, you started answering and I thought he picked mine because <laughs> I rely a lot on his responsibility and I also treasure that he's really loyal and honest right. he, he's a very intentional person and and even as you picked up on a little bit wants to make sure that what he says is truthful and he, he's very conscientious that way oh thanks and um, the fact that you actually use the word responsibility you already understand this language and you could recognize that talent in uh, David as well and then um what about uh bonnie any anything else that you might see as complementary um yeah beyond what i mentioned as far as the intellection is certainly complementary it's something that is i find mentally stimulating so that's it's, it's fun to be around him with that strength and and certainly the learner thing too since we met in school and still both really enjoy learning so not having known this language prior or not having taken the assessment prior do you recognize any way now where you leverage each other's strengths to get the best from each other in, in terms of how you either treated each other or communicated with each other? So Bonnie, you might've seen that David's made up in a certain way or David that you see that Bonnie's made up in a certain way. So you know how to approach her and can you translate that maybe into the strengths language a bit? I'll give you a, for instance, my, okay. my wife's first strength is activator which means she's great at turning her thoughts into actions. That's my third strength. My first strength is maximizer. Where I want to turn something good into something superb. So I think a little bit more about things. I might be a little more, bit more like David where I analyze choices more and invoke my strategic and want to come up with the best option that will improve a situation or, or put somebody's best talent where it belongs. Whereas my wife is great at just jumping into activity and making something happen. Now she does a great job on everything she does, but if there, if something needs to be done, um, with a precision scale of, you know, hundred percent like communication with the IRS or any other, uh, transactional issues that have to be hundred percent perfect, that falls in my area of responsibility. Right. If something needs to be planned in like a, a great uh, event or a vacation, um, that falls into her realm because she's great at making those quick decisions and making things happen very quickly. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's less a eye opening. Um, and part of this is we've 
spent a lot of time doing assessments and being in this industry over the years, so we've talked a lot about this. Um, so it's not so much a something that's that's incredibly new that I hadn't thought about before. It's more of having the language to be able to describe it well. So for example, I wouldn't necessarily have used thought to use the word strategic to describe that skill set that Bonnie has. But now that I've read that word, read the description, I'm like, yeah, that really is a great word that describes that strength that she brings, that talent that she brings. Um, so that that for me is helpful. That's what's most helpful looking at this is just having the right language to use. And I think it was, uh, I love the quote from Plato that says the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. And so for me, having that language to be able to use is really great because I can I can think about that and, and figure out how I would use that to communicate with her and also communicate with what I you know what I'd be asking for in our relationship. I think for me the piece around strategic and achiever can sometimes sometimes make me a little bit frenetic. They're sort of I've been reading a lot about sort of our addiction to the busyness and particularly as it relates to our use of computers and smartphones and things like that. So I think that both of us being more intentional and that futuristic when we can create a vision of what our life might look like as a family, that Dave's responsibility can kind of calm down my achiever to say, for example, we recently took a vacation down to San Diego just for a couple of days. And this was, <laughs> it was sort of a difficult time for me. It was pretty high stress time in the semester of my teaching. And there was some other stuff going on. And so I was sort of figuratively kicking and screaming all the way down to San Diego. I did not want to be going and relaxing. This was, I was going to go against my will, that kind of thing. And, and, but I think that sense of responsibility and stability that he brought to that picture, it wound up being a really, as everyone listening to this podcast can predict, it turned out to be a wonderful time and really was a very peaceful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. You, uh, you, you were, you were stressed out when we went down there and I'm glad it worked out so well. No, it sounds like we could do a whole segment on um, managing achiever in general, because I think mm -hmm. achiever is the number one talent or strength is defined by Gallup in the world. And it may be because everybody that's taking um, this assessment is an achiever in the sense that they're working individuals or their students or their member of a clergy or government organization. So that doesn't necessarily surprise us. But I think as humans, we all strive to um, not just be busy, but to accomplish something. It gives us mm. a sense of purpose. So um, many times that drive can, if it goes in hyperdrive, keeps us from relaxing and either enjoying the moment or finding the time to find what I'll call the music between the notes. Mm. We have to, we're sorry, the, the, the silence between the notes because we have to remember that music is also pauses. Um, so good, good to know that as well. So, and this is probably good for us to mention too, Steve, is that, you know, of course, just because achiever isn't like one of my top five doesn't mean I'm not an achiever. It's just not, it's not the one that rises to the top when we look at and put them all in order, but that we still all have some version of all of these talents to some extent. Right. So the part of achiever that everybody has is some form of motivation. It's just a matter of what, what motivates you. Yeah. So cool. So let's see, we probably have just a uh, time for maybe one more uh, round here on, uh, on questions. So, uh, what do we, uh, what do we have next? So to close out the, the, the point, the question points, uh, let me ask this. If now that you know each other's strengths based on the Clifton Strengths Finder report, what do you better understand and appreciate about each other that maybe you didn't see as clearly before? Well, I think for me, certainly the strategy and achiever, I've always appreciated that about Bonnie, but having more language around that and seeing that on this page here, I think helps me to 
recognize that strength even more. And it's interesting her talking about me coming to, you know, get ideas from her and bounce ideas off her is as much as I do that, I probably should do more of that. And, and really, um, cause I tend to part of the, the challenge I have with at least my futuristic talent is I'll get in my own head and I'll start planning something and thinking something out for days or weeks. And I will never mention anything about it to anyone else. And then I'll just like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. And it's, it turns out it's a horrible idea. <laughs> so, um, so I think I could, one thing I could do is probably bring her into conversations, thinking that type of thing more. Cause I do tend to think in my own mind a lot and not think out loud very much. And that's something that would, would be really valuable to me and probably our marriage and our business too. And for me, it's back to that responsibility piece again. I love how stable he is and that sense of honesty and loyalty. They have those silly assessments that I can't even remember when we were doing this, but there was some silly, what breed of dog are you? And of course, I don't <laughs> I don't think that there's any academic validity to those, but he, he, he not surprisingly turns out as a golden retriever. Aww. So I'm a loyal, I'm a loyal golden retriever. Yes, very much so. And then I also think it's just fun for us to think about how we can continue to connect on the futuristic piece and on the relator piece. Good. Well, it's nice that you see that about each other and you probably saw it before you had the strengths. David, if, if I could, I get asked all the yeah. time, how do we sustain this concept of strengths and keep these discussions open? Yeah. I'd just like to throw out a few suggestions for our audience and also for you as well. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because I think that that's the challenge that a lot of times we have with these assessments is we'll sit down and have a conversation like this and then people walk out of the room and nothing really, they don't really do much differently. Right. So yeah, how can we, how can we kind of make that next step then? So at the very basic level, it's always good. And if you're in an organization or even at home, you can post your top five so they're visible to each other and yourselves to mm. remind yourselves. It's always good to review your strengths with your supervisor or your partner your or your wife or husband um, to also know your colleagues top five. For instance, I'm excited to learn about my children's top five at some point, but I've also, in addition to my colleagues, I know my family's top five. Um, so that we have those discussions as well. I also like to observe behavior, recommend that you do observe behavior and see if you can categorize what strength that might map to. Uh, having a strengths partner, whether it's your husband, wife, coworker, supervisor, et cetera, is great. Gallup has a great um, uh, business journal online, the Gallup Business Journal. You can subscribe at their site at uh, www.gallup.com and we can post that on your site. Absolutely. And then visiting Strength Center, which is um, strengthcenter.com is a Gallup site that has wonderful resources as well. I always tell people as well to try to pick one theme that you want to learn more about and conscientiously apply more. Certainly one theme that you have, not one that you want to try to adopt because it, it it's a lot easier to work with what you have. And define one thing that you might do differently starting tomorrow based on knowing your top five strengths. It makes you more intentional about what you're doing with your strengths and keeps the conversation going. And of course, in future segments, we have, we have many more uh, pieces of advice to give. Great. Well, so one thing also to remember too, is a lot of these resources are going to have been on the show notes from last episode, Co uh, Coaching for Leaders, episode 89. So go to coachingforleaders.com slash 89 for all the resources, tools, many things Steve just mentioned. And then on this episode number 90, coachingforleaders.com slash 90, you'll get the list of our strengths and some of the questions we talked about today. And those, um, and S Steve, would it be okay for us to take these questions you've asked us and uh, to put them up on the show notes? Absolutely. Okay. They're not, yeah, they're, they're public. So that's great. Okay, great. So what we'll do is we'll post these and that way if people want to go in and maybe even in their own 
marriages and, and friendships and community and businesses, they could use these questions as starting points for how they do that. And then I'd encourage you too, if you're uh, getting serious about this and would really like some more advice and some coaching on this is to make sure you reach out to Steve. Um, Steve's uh, company's Blue Star Intel. The best way to reach him is his email address. It's Steve Dozier at bluestarintel.com. And that's Steve, D-O-S-I-E-R. I'll put it all onto the show notes as well. And then there's a phone number you, that people can reach out sure, to, Steve? Sure, it's 714-536-4871. That's the corporate number. And all of that is on the uh, on the show notes as well, too. So, hey, Steve, I am so grateful for you and you coming in. And I just wanted, before we let you go, um, just to mention, I don't know if this is a Gallup strength or not, but one strength that I really appreciate about you is I just appreciate your enthusiasm. I mean, when we first met, your enthusiasm for this work, your enthusiasm for wanting to bring this um, this instrument to our audience and to share your wisdom. I mean, you've just basically volunteered your time to spend a whole bunch of time with us and sit down and recording. I, I so appreciate that about you. And I'm really grateful that you took the time to do this. And uh, thank you for being a part of the show and uh, a part of the Coaching for Leaders community. I'm just thrilled that you took the time to join us. Thank you, David. And thank you, Bonnie. It's my pleasure. So there's a whole bunch of things to check out on the show notes and the place to get them is at coachingforleaders.com slash 90. And if you go there, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, first and foremost, Steve was really kind to share all of the written questions. Uh, he wrote them out and shared them with me and was very gracious to allow me to pass them along to you. And so all those questions, those debriefing questions, you'll find on the show notes. So be sure to go there to check them out. You'll also find the list of Bonnie Strengths, my strengths, and I've also included a link to my full report from the Strengths Finder 2.0 assessment. It's 19 pages PDF. So you can, if you haven't ever taken Strengths Finder before and want to see what one looks like, go ahead and go on the show notes there and there's a link to download mine. Uh, I'll see if I can grab Bonnie's too. At the moment I'm recording this, I don't have access uh, to it, but I'll see if she still has it. I'll post hers there as well. And uh, so you can see what one looks like. And if you've already taken StrengthsFinder before, or maybe it's been a while, uh, you could go on and just see what someone else's looks like. So if that's helpful to you, feel free to go online there and grab it. Again, that's coachingforleaders.com slash 90. It's also a great place to ask questions, jump in with comments or feedback about the episode. If you scroll down to the bottom, that'll take you to the discussion forum. You can also reach out to me by phone at 949-38-LEARN. Or you can always email me too, feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And I so appreciate so many of you that uh, uh, email me on a regular basis. It's great to connect with everyone by email. Thank you to all of you who have done that in the recent past. And one thing is just keep in mind, if your question uh, or if you're emailing about me about something or have a question that might be relevant to others, uh, take a moment to, to visit the show notes first, because if it is relevant to others, put it up on the show notes on the comment form there, because uh, that way, when I respond, everyone will see that and uh, be helpful to other folks too. But like I, like I said, feel free to email me anytime as well. I'm always happy to chat with folks over email. Speaking of which, I want to send a thank you out to Beverly Meyer, Daniel Servant, Mark Loomis, Pirko Aminoff, Sonia DeMalo, Jeremy Jin, Anwar Barzini. Barzidji. Oh, I don't know if I got that right. Anwar, I'm sorry if I messed up your last name there. 
and Mike Tadeo for following me this week on social media. Hey, if you'd like to stay connected with the show as well, uh, simply go to coachingforleaders.com and you can find the social media icons on the homepage there. Lots of things that I'm posting on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn every week. What I'm putting up there is links to relevant leadership articles that are going on in the news, um, just articles I find uh, fun and inspiring and educational and useful, most importantly, uh, quotes, uh, just tips, things that I find, and then just random uh, fun stuff too. Uh, if you go up this week, there's a great picture of Luke over Memorial Day weekend in our new Radio Flyer Red Wagon. Oh, that was so much fun this weekend. So anyway, go check that out. And hey, a very special thank you to the uh, person who goes by our gray 4000 for writing a nice route. Oh, that's not the right music. Let me get the right music here. Let's try this. Ah, that's much better. <laughs> Thank you to our gray 4000 for the nice review on iTunes. Um, thanks for mentioning Luke on the review too. It's the first time Luke's ever been mentioned on an iTunes review, I think. Uh, even though he doesn't know the show exists. <laughs> hey, uh, if this show's been valuable to you as well, please leave a written review on iTunes. That's actually super helpful on helping other people to find the show and join our community too. So if that is something you'd love to do, uh, I'd so appreciate it. Go to coachingforleaders.com slash iTunes. And uh, and thank you, our grade 4000. I so appreciate it. Hey, if you'd like a midweek booster shot, I send out an email article every single week, usually Wednesdays. Uh, if you'd like to get that and get an article that'll just help you to think of something new, have a few new tools to use to lead and communicate with others, go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. That's the best way to get on. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.